Hello? Who is this? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stand the Line, a horror genre podcast hosted and created by me, Tara Card. And every week we talk about something horror genre related. And this week we're doing a movie review. Holy shit. I haven't done a movie review in like, I think, two months. I've just been doing other shit. It's kind of wild. You've got so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, health issues. <laughs> Mainly Dragula took up a bit of that. And wow, I think since like November, I haven't done a movie review gag. To misquote Abraham Lincoln when he got shot in the back of the head, gag a tantra. And we are welcoming <laughs> back friend of the podcast, uh, blue hair wig, enth- sorry, not wig, real hair enthusiast, <laughs> Maya Rudolph impersonator. Or maybe no. it's her. We don't know. We don't know. Makes the noise for coronation. Oh my god! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, first time caller, but friend of the pod. Very happy to be here. <laughs> You've been here before. It's not your first time. Oh yeah, that's fair. Wow. You said, "Wait, I was lo- I high? Wait, what are you drinking now? I just saw you down like three cups at once. That was coffee, but I remembered I don't work tonight, so I actually can do a little, you know. Cora, what have you been up to? Uh, a lot of work. Uh, most of my time is dedicated at my place of employment, both in and out of drag. So I bartend at Roscoe's. Uh, and then every Saturday, I host the drag brunch there, XYZ. Uh, it is a 90s and 2000s themed brunch. Super fun. A uh, really, really big focus on having uh, local performers and getting a lot of new faces in the door. But it's 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 a lot, but it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> that means a lot more in the bank, baby. Oh, honey, yes. The, the, checks, the checks are still clearing, and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Booked and busy. I wish I could relate. Oh, we'll get you there, sis. I'm I okay. I'm I'm booked at least once a week. That's something. I made the mistake of booking four shows in one week, so that'll be interesting. And apparently, one's gonna be on TV. I was like, I don't know about that, but it's like, two hundred dollars. Like public access, or yeah, they said it's gonna be like on Channel Three News. But yeah, movie. What are movie. we talking about today, Cora? Uh, we're talking about the boy behind the door. I said that right, right? Yes. There's Which... so many like long title movies right now, and it's just it's a lot. Oh, what was it? The the woman across the street from the lady who got murdered or something? Yeah. I, there was like a meme one where it was. <laughs> I I don't know if I can pull it up. I don't know if this is real, but it's called the hoe across the hall from the bitch with the badass kids and barking dog. I don't know if that's real. Oh, uh, that's that's most neighborhoods in Lakeview. Oh, okay, work. This is a long movie title. It's directed and written by David. Oh shit! This is what I don't miss about the movies. Char Bonzer, mm-hmm. Bar- M- Bonner, yep, and Justin Powell. And it stars Lonnie Chavis as Bobby, classic Bobby, and a- Ezra Dowie or Dewey. I can't read my own handwriting. As Kevin, <laughs> they get no last names. No. Initial thoughts on the movie, like, before you went in. I know we both were like, we've heard of this movie. I, sh- I was a, a Shutter girl well before Dragula, so I always like to check there for new content. And I know that I would have made a list of mine at some point. Um, I'm always really, really leery going into movies centered around children, just because sometimes it can get really dark, which, <laughs> plot twist. Mm. But, um, so I went in just knowing that it was about like what the premise was. I knew the basic premise, like kids got, and then then a bunch of shit happened, but it was, I was not expecting any of this. It kind of reminded me of, cause I got it confused with a movie that's coming out later this year, which is like the, the boy in the phone or something. Another fucking title movie. It was like Mm -hmm. the, the boy in the, like the black phone or some shit. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And, I got this confused with that, and I was like, wait, is it Arnie out? And I was like, wait, there's two kids here. There's no phone. Yeah. Well, there is a phone. They don't know how to fucking use it, but then he figures out how to use it. That was it. kind of funny. I'm not yeah. going to lie. That kind of got me a little. But no, it um, it really gives uh, people under the stairs vibes for me. Like, they're oh, just yes. very, in my brain, there's like a lot of clear nods to it. And then they do it like they do a kind of shining moment in there for a second too which was funny yeah they do like two shining references mm-hmm. too okay a warning for this movie yes if, i was if, just going to say that <laughs> yeah if you have ever been kidnapped do not watch this movie child abuse i mm-hmm. would say is in this um mm-hmm. we don't i don't know if it actually happens but it's suggested like sexual assault like, assault i don't think it happens in this movie i don't think yeah. so 
No, there's nothing. You don't see anything obscene, but I think even if they wanted to show that directorially, like there's a lot of laws regulating. Yeah. What they would even. I mean, I don't. I didn't want it to go there, and like, it's so funny because going into this movie, like being kidnapped was a really big fear of mine as a kid because oh, still is. Yeah, I was like, I was born in the '90s when like a lot of the kid kidnapping cases were really on the rise, and we actually had a lot in my state too. And my grandma like used to scare the shit out of me, like. like give me vivid details of what would happen if these people ever Mm -hmm. kidnapped me if i walked away from her and the jewel to go to the candy aisle like it was that deep it was that deep so uh it i had to brace in for the movie i'm not even gonna lie like it was it (laughs) because even i was like well how bad is it gonna get and then it right off the bat it gets pretty Mm -hmm. wild and then there's a money exchange and i was like oh no where is this Mm -hmm. going i really Mm -hmm. don't want to like this just I, you know, when you just have, like, that deep, like, darkness that you feel when you're, like, when something's looming over you, where you're, like, oh, my God, is this really about to happen? It was, yeah. like, that for me, like, most of the movie. I was There were a lot of moments like that, and I liked it because they all, none of it seemed forced. It was all things that, like, actually contributed to the plot or the characters or the suspense of what was happening. It wasn't just a bunch of needless jump scares. Like, you felt like you were in danger with, with those boys the whole time. Yeah. Also, you can watch this movie on Shudder, which yes. we were talking about for, I think it's like five ninety nine a month now. Shudder, if you're watching, you know I've contacted you about being on your PR, so please give me more information about that. So <laughs> The dialogue in this movie, in general, between mm-hmm. these two kids, mm-hmm. I understand they are children. I understand yeah. they might not be, you know, Albert fucking Einstein, but some of the dialogue is very much like, we're going to be friends forever. And then... Immediately when they said that, like, I was like, oh, this is going to come back at the end when, like, something's about to separate them. And they're like, no, I would never leave you. Mm -hmm. It was strange because even, like, seeing especially how young the kids were to even conceive that they would go, like, that route with it Mm -hmm. is a little strange to me. For me, I have had friendships in my past that, like, mimic their friendship. Like, it was completely platonic, but I could have spent the rest of my life with that person, uh... But it's really weird to see it on film, and it was, I knew that it was going to take the plot a few places, and mm. it kind of did, but I don't know. I I just liked it for the visuals. Like, the, the cinematography in this movie was fucking next level. <laughs> it was pretty good, and I think both the actors, like, one is, one was born in 2005, so that makes mm. them 17 now, which is wild, because mm-hmm. this was only filmed two years ago, but they look mm. like they're fucking seven in the movie. It was it was so well. I mean, in the acting, especially from um, Bobby. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I felt every single thing that happened to him. I was also really high. Yeah. So well, at one point he's like at the end of the movie, and I was like, oh man, this boy got no more tears left in him. Y'all need to stop making him cry. He's mm-hmm. just got nothing left. We got nothing. But right off the bat, like you know, they're about to go to their baseball game, and then they get abducted, basically. Mm-hmm. Bobby gets his like head smacked right into a tree. I was like, "Oh shit, we're five it's minutes just, in." I have there's a lot of violence and aggression towards the black character specifically, um, and I really wanted. To, I actually was gonna look up the directors and I forgot to because I wanted to be like, I really hope that like at least one of the two directors was black because otherwise, I do take a little issue with like some of the direct liberties they kind of took with some of the stuff. Let me like there's check. a lot of subtle allusions throughout the movie, especially in like the first. 30 minutes when you're trying to figure out who the abductors are that yeah one of the directors is black okay that makes me feel a lot better okay it, like, <laughs> that okay at least i know that like it wasn't done poorly by any means but it got cringy a couple of times like the and sticker I, I hope at least uh huh the bumper sticker the bump it was just so just really like that like it, it that was one of those things where it really added nothing to the character it was like okay we're just gonna make a maga joke right now like that was just it was so mm-hmm. silly for no reason or even at the end, the gross comment she, well, I guess, spoiler alert, that gross comment that she makes, like, my friends don't usually like boys who look like you. I was like, yeah. not not Miss Man being racist at the end. It was, yeah, it was. I mean, when we saw the MAGA sticker, I think we knew that it was it was going to happen. Yeah. Her firing off a bunch of rounds at him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just a black child wanting, running away from a situation and being shot. Yeah, also, ooh, trigger warning, gun violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a little, I mean, and I don't think that it was meant to play like that, but it did, like, just watching, a, you know, a black child trying to escape a dangerous situation and being shot as they're running, like, it, mm-hmm. it got me a little. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It <laughs> was honestly, like, pretty triggering, this movie, 
So that's why we're warning you now. And if you yeah, don't want to watch sure. it, you can just listen to us talk about it. It Absolutely. won't be as graphic. No, uh, it might be. I won't lie. This uh, this little boy, Kevin, he was giving me um, Everybody Hates Chris, the friend. Yes. So I was like, what lost episode is, <laughs> is, yeah, is what, this, this movie? This was just like an unaired uh, like season finale. Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, and overall, they just need Halle Berry to get them through this situation, because she's always trying to find a fucking kid in a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where that was going, but you got me, gal. Yeah, she, that's literally, like, her past few movies. She even jokes about it. Bobby, he wakes up, he's in the mm-hmm. trunk, and Kevin's already been taken inside the house, and mm-hmm. I guess the kidnapper slash killer was just gonna leave him in the trunk, like, forever. Yeah, there's, it's really weird, because... They go back and forth between the idea that they're going to, you know, plot twist or whatever. They go back and forth between um, we were going to traffic these kids and we were going to kill these kids. Mm. And it's just like, if you expected him to die in the trunk, why would you even bother to kidnap him? Because he was, you got his friend. It was a clean getaway. You know, you could have just left. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know what the reason for them bouncing back and forth between fuck you, you're a piece of shit, like, probably, like, racist, like, you're black, they wouldn't even want you, Yeah. and, um, ooh, yeah, we'll find a market for you, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna sell you real good, or whatever the fuck, oh, god, that was, uh, that was creepy. Yeah, it's gross to talk about it, it really is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in this movie where I was like, that doesn't really make sense, or, like, mm-hmm. even if at, at that age, I'd be like, I don't think I would make dumbass this, decisions, because technically, technically, the age of these kids are, like, 13 and 15, which is mm-hmm. wild. And I'm like, at that age, I don't think I'd be that stupid to, like, throw a rock into a home and break, like, a window to get in while I know there's a kidnapper inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what happens. He finally gets out of that trunk because um, he was suffocating, which I'm pretty sure there's there's air in a trunk. It's not, like, a vacuum-sealed thing. Yeah. I've Like, I think there are movies in the past that have tried that, but I think it was... Like an accident. Well, no, because Jawbreaker, she got the thing. Well, plot twist. You know, spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, was the uh, jaw broken? It was. Yeah, the jaw was broken, girl. Oh, okay. But like, there's times when they um have used that, but it's just I don't I don't remember I don't hear about that ever actually happening. So I don't know. So it goes in pretty quick. You know, he finds out that his friends in this room, but then another person's showing up, and I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, Bobby, when he walks around in this house, he is like. Yeah. Like making so, <laughs> he's making so much noise. It's the there's a few times when I'm like I would have heard that if I were in that house, but like the entire time, and this is legitimately me. I could never be in a movie where stealth was required mm-hmm. because I am so clumsy. I am so loud, especially in a on a like an older house with hardwood floors. Oh, I would be fucked. <laughs> oh, I would be gassy too, bitch. Nervous farts all up in the place. I'd be like, yeah, that was the the door creaking. But we learned that. Someone is paying the kidnapper to do things with Kevin, who is upstairs, and he's, like, I think chained with his leg. Mm. Uh, He's actually in the attic. I thought he was just in a regular room. Uh, I think they move in, actually. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I didn't, it's, it was one of those things where whenever there's a movie with, like, a big house, I try to, like, map the layout in my head. Because a lot of movies will try to, like, position people for jump scares that wouldn't actually make sense with where they could be. Yeah. But the way the movie was shot was really good, but it really made it hard for you to get a spatial perception of the surroundings other than yeah. the area. Well, at one point he ends up in the attic, but yeah. um, he is chained, so he can't really move. But before, I think before anything can happen to him, fingers crossed, because mm-hmm. we don't see anything, like I said mm-hmm. Oh, no, he says, he says nothing happens. Okay, cool. Like, when he goes and rescues him, he says something like, Diddy, and he's like, no, no. Bobby makes some noise, and the additional new guy comes out, and he's looking for him. And this is, like, how much, like, Bobby just does not understand his surrounding, because he's, like, trying to get back in the door, and the Predator guy is just, like, standing there, just like, in the hallway. It was pretty creepy. Yes. That shot is pretty creepy. Yes. So they do a little chase scene, which he gets the upper hand on him at one point. He, like, knocks him when he's in the closet. That was so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, double tap, boy, what are you doing? Yeah. At one point leads to the kitchen where Bobby has a knife and he tries to grab the knife and it cuts him. And then, uh, so this is like the and the, keep in mind this scene happens twenty five minutes into the movie. So like this 
because I had I literally had to stop the movie and I was like how far into this am I like how high did I get to watch this all right so they're like there's like that weird middle thing that's island that's in a lot of older kitchens and like they're doing the dance and so um Bobby gets the kettle that was boiling earlier hoping that it's still hot and throws (laughs) the water in his face and it was just like the saddest thing on the planet because he realizes that it's not hot and this man is just like staring him down he's like oh it's gonna be bad for me yeah and so uh Creepo Creeperton gets really really um angry and runs around the counter slips Final Destination style and million dollar babies himself in the head. Um, million dollar babies himself. I, it, it was, so, and then you think it's done. You think it's done. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Um, I have a lot of questions because where does the movie go from here? Um, and I remember like thinking in the back of my brain, oh, there's another person that was outside maybe. And, but I was like, so into the moment. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> he pops back up right into Bobby's knife, like leans into it as if he's reclining forward on a fucking lazy boy. Uh, and then he's down for the count, you know? Uh, and that's how the the antagonist of the movie got killed off in 25 minutes in a movie that is an hour and a half long. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think his body is moved until like 40 minutes later either. Oh my God, oh my God. that's so, it's so fucking... <laughs> like, okay, uh, so just to preface, the, the man that is just killed now, we're just going to say the creeper. Mm-hmm. This creeper dude, he's uh, he's given a watch, and I think it's two hours on it, right? Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it said fifteen minutes, but I'm just stupid. It was an hour and fifty nine minutes, and it was counting down. Um, he's given two hours, and it's gonna go off, and you can just, you know, with enough critical thinking skills, I as a viewer know she, oh, the, the kidnapper, uh, will be back. You're expecting this kidnapper to come back in two hours, so. Mm-hmm. At, at the 38-minute mark, I, I wrote some times down. What does Bobby do? Nothing helpful. Mm-mm. He's like, I found his keys. Kevin, I'm going to go drive. And Kevin's like, you don't know how to drive. And he's like, I'll find a way. Uh, p- puts it in re- reverse and just tumbles out of the car. It just, I just, and it's, it's so crazy to me because with as popular as video games are, and they're 14 and 15, they've watched enough people. Like, there's enough that you can pick up from pop culture, common sense, and, you know, electronics, because it's two teenage boys, they probably game. Yeah. The, that that scene should not have happened. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't see the scenario in which neither of them could have figured out. Because even when he's trying to, like, stop the car, he keeps hitting the gas, and it's not doing anything. So common mm-hmm. sense would say, hit the other fucking pedal. Yeah. And then he just doesn't. <laughs> it, like, I, like, I was, like, I, you know, as a child, probably under 10, maybe around 8, Maybe 8 to, like, 11. I was playing GTA. I was fucking pulling in those cheat codes. I would pull up in the strip club, whip out the bazooka, and just, you know, have fun. Just hanging out with the girls. I know. it's normal Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) You know. um, But I think I would know. Like, I remember the first. I had to think. I was like, my first time driving. I know what Prindle means, you know. (laughs) I know that this means reverse... And I, I think they try to play it off like that these are like millenn or Gen Zers and they don't know mm. a lot. Like, what's a rotary phone? I'm glad that he at least got that figured right. out. Uh, because after the car doesn't work out, he finds a phone in a trunk which has like other small clothes in there with blood stains. So you you already kind of piece that together, like, oh god. Yeah. But there is a phone in there, a rotary phone, and he's telling Kevin about it and he's like look what I found I don't know how to use this I think my grandma had one here's how you use it Bobby oh he doesn't even tell him how to use it but I'm I'm glad he could figure that out um, I'm glad he could as well but yeah this is when we do see that sticker on the back of the creepers car that oh says MAGA God. which I said earlier I said calling it he's a cop so possibly still might be a cop that could still, I mean, it was, because there was a way in which, like, when he was trying to um, subdue Bobby, that, like, he got on kind of that copy, I'm relatable, not I'm relatable, but, like, trying to actually, like, calm him down and, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. something that cops don't do, but may have been trained to do at one point. Like, mm-hmm. he he's had formal training in how to handle children, basically. Honestly, I think I would have preferred him being revealed as a cop rather than the MAGA sticker. Because, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're revealed as, like, a cop bitch, I'd have been like, I, I think I can piece together who you voted for. Like, right. you know, um, something like that. I think the mega sticker was just like, uh, like, get it? This just happened. Because this came out in 2020. It was very yeah. much like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we oh, hate we're back. those Trumpers, hunty mama boots. 
I just, it was just so silly for no reason. The kidnapper is coming back now, but he's like hesitant on calling. I was like, boy, if you do not call the fucking police now. Wait, yeah, like what, what's thesis? A lot of things happen in this movie. I'm like, why is he just sitting there? Like, is he stupid? Or like, I don't understand the reasoning behind a lot of things. I also wrote down the timestamp, 33 minutes and 52 seconds. They say stay on the line, so. I was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was gonna, I was literally just about to say that. It's so funny. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, roll credits. Bitch, I'm gonna clip that and fucking use that for my new intro coming up, so. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, and after he like makes the call, after Bobby makes the call, He's still, like, sitting there as this person's coming in. I'm like, are you going to do something? Because at this point, he hasn't moved the body. Mm -hmm. He hasn't cleaned up no blood. Right. And, like, quintessential kid fashion, he waits for his mom to come home to finally put the turkey out to defrost. Like, it's very much that. I was like, maybe Kevin's, like, the smart one. But even when the, the killer comes back... He's like prying. Oh, this is a real. I hate this scene. Uh, when he's prying to get the vent open. Yeah. And one of his nails bends Just back. Rips off. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. But I was like, that. I didn't need that. That wasn't cool. He finally decides, like, hey, maybe not. I shouldn't pull on this vent. I'll just yeah. unscrew it. The fact that that wasn't like the immediate option to me, like to even look at it and do that. And it's the same thing when uh, Bobby's trying to break him out later and he makes the decision to raw dog the knife with his hands. And then he's like, oh, I could take my shirt off to do it. I was like, or you could have like grabbed it from the top and wedged it up and down and loosened it and then pulled it out. (laughs) Or like when the kidnapper is still in the building and honestly taking a shower one door over, maybe don't... Yeah. Trying to get in a door making all that fucking noise. Cause all of the noise. And it's not even like there was like a, like she had music playing in the background like we would. No, it was just the regular shower. Sound of water drip dropping from the top. Yeah. And then I think the TV playing downstairs, like that yeah. was it. Or maybe, yeah, yeah. The the cop hasn't come yet. So the TV was still fucking loud. But Bobby goes to clean up the body now. Uh, but before he does that, there's a scene where he's hiding under the bed and the kidnapper comes in and sits on the bed and he mm-hmm. has like, he's at, at the, basically at the edge of the bed underneath with the knife. Mm-hmm. These ankles are right here. Bobby, what are we doing? Bitch. I literally, karate brain, I said hostile, hostile that bitch. Hostile, hostile them right now. Ooh, I, I will, I only remember two scenes from Hostel. The girl jumping in front of the train and mm-hmm. that scene where yes. his ankles get cut and he goes to step forward and it just yeah. opens. Ooh! I will never I forget literally that. Thought, I was like, this is such an easy, this is such an easy out for you, Bobby. May- well, maybe they haven't seen Hostel, you know? Yeah, I don't think he was born yet, so. Yeah. But I mean, you, like I said, GTA, I watched Kill Bill when I was fucking like four years old. Yeah. Like, I we're also not that. I don't. We're doing a horror podcast together right now, so I don't think that we're the. <laughs> Bobby, learn how to kill someone. Jesus. <laughs> While he's under the bed, and the kill, or the kidnapper goes to take, like they, they go take a shower because you know being a predator is very hard. They open up a safe to put money in. Yeah. And you notice there's like a lot of fucking money in there, and then mm-hmm. Bobby starts to like unlock it. Because at first I was like, oh my god, is Bobby going to remember this code? I don't think he will because he's so stupid. But it's like, like not to say that Bobby's a dumb... He's kind of dumb, but smart at the same time. He makes a lot of questionable decisions. That. I hate, I hate you know, fuck J.K. Rowling. But it's very Harry Potter where, like, things work out, but just by circumstance and surroundings, not necessarily because they're great. <laughs> no, you said you love J.K. Rowling. You said she's your savior. I did, I did. Um, wow. Coronation canceled, 4.50 p.m. Did my wigs get that? (laughs) Not bad. I got you on candid camera. He does take some money with him, right? Or or does he just pick it up? I was, I don't know. And that was another one of those things where it was, um, like, the movie, The People Under the Stairs, that's Mm -hmm. something that happens. Like, there's a bunch of money in this house, and, like, it becomes this thing, that this big event at the end of the movie. And I was like, is this going to be one of those things? Mm -hmm. But it's just, like... I'm sad it didn't and like, oh, you know, get your money and do whatever you have to do. But at the same time, neither of the boys were like put out to be like impoverished. Like they both seemed well off, well taken care of Mm -hmm. suburban kids. And so taking the money really wouldn't have added much to the character development because there was no need or urge for it. Yeah, I want to move to California is all we know. But he does find a key in the safe. And Mm -hmm. then he also finds pictures 
I don't think we needed to see anything of the pictures, which I don't even know when the that would be taken because they're they're taken on a Polaroid, but mm-hmm. we see the MAGA sticker, but everything mm-hmm. is like old fashioned. So I was mm-hmm. like, what fucking year is it? I think but, it's just supposed to be like one of those really, it's probably like a rural subdivision of whatever you know city that those kids happen to live in. Because I don't remember. I'm assuming they live on the West Coast, yeah, um, or East Coast. Sorry, I don't. It was just it's just like very backwoods. Like that. I think that's the point they were trying to drive them with the MAGA sticker. Like it's these rural people that are actually ruining America. Like. Uh, you know, uh, the the child sex trafficking stuff actually happens much higher up. <laughs> yeah, they said I keep it rural because the photos just look bad. It's like pictures of hands. I'm like, what? Well, they and you know they couldn't like show. Oh yeah, yeah. But I wish it was reason. just like um, like you just see the back of the like and the Bobby's reacting to like, him like that would have and then like he just looks more and more horrified as he's looking through him and then throws him down in disgust. Like that would have got the same message across. Yeah, like that. You pictures just, just look kind of clunky. Yeah. They're like a, a hand, like they look like a, like an Instagram girl in 2013. Like it's like the one your parents ground you for taking because you wasted the camera on the <laughs> yeah. vacation. And it's not even a real picture, and it's blurry. This is when he tries to get into the bedroom. The knife gets stuck, and then he cuts himself, and then he hides mm-hmm. under the bed. And then the kidnapper comes out, notices the blood. Mm-hmm. This is when we get our, our shining thing, because right before the, the the kidnapper goes to. Kevin, and you hear Kevin screaming, and then it cuts off, like, sharp. So I'm like, is it's this kid clump. dead? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and I think that I, like, it almost, well, no, it wouldn't have taken me out of the movie, but it was really, it was, would have been really weird to see him killed off, knowing what their intentions were with them and the trouble they went through to get them. Yeah. And so I'm glad, well, for multiple reasons, obviously, I'm glad that that wasn't the case, but they never explained why that would have shut him up like that. Like, yeah. Instantaneously, you just hear the thud and it's just not a single fucking sound. Yeah. I was like, did she knock him out? No, fully. I thought she killed him. I thought she like mm-hmm. slit his neck or twisted his head. I don't even mm-hmm. fucking know. This is when we get our shining scene. Keep in mind, like, all of the things we've said have happened are, are like happening in rapid succession. Like, we're still only maybe like 45 minutes, hour into the movie. Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of time for shit to happen. He's hiding in the bathroom, you know, uh, and the person knows that he's in there, obviously. Uh, he won't let her in, them in, uh, for whatever reason. Oh. And so uh, they go and get an axe and they start breaking down the door. And this whole time you can't see them. You're like, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? What's this person gonna look like? Like, is it gonna be a bigger person that's gonna be harder to kill? And so axe, 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 and you see a see an eye poke through mm-hmm. uh, and then suddenly the cops come oh cops are coming uh, so the uh, kidnapper has to go downstairs and see what the fuck the cops want because um, fuck that yeah uh, you open the door and it's revealed that uh, she is a she well the person is a she um, and they are the wife of the individual that was killed at minute 25 so wait um, what was that the wife because I thought she said she didn't have a partner uh, so if you, and it was so funny because I'm glad Riley was in here. My roommate was in here watching it with me for like the first 20 minutes. Oh, okay. And he clocked that, like at the beginning of the movie, one of the first times you see the guy, he you see his wedding ring. I'm just, I, how I interpret that was like, he is married and like does that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. He's a mar- they were together because yeah. it's another, it would have been another parallel to the people under the stairs where it was, and then it ended up, um, plot or uh spoiler alert for people under the stairs but in that case it ended up being incest but it was two people who were bonded by a relation okay i just thought of it because she says my friends like later on too mm-hmm. and the fact that he drives there and pays her because i feel like I would oh have, yeah. oh no i get exactly what you're saying so yeah. he so she kidnapped them and then he the client came to the house yeah the timer was to see how long he had but the, that that reads okay yeah a lot of shit just yeah, take that riley out. that was that was good <laughs> i mean it still wouldn't have been, that's wow that's even more fucked yeah she had her own little human trafficking thing going on yeah this bitch that looks like she fucking goes to joanne's on sundays even her she can be a human trafficker coronation mm-hmm. real quick we are gonna go to a break and when we come back we're gonna be talking more about children nope that doesn't sound right the boy behind the door yep <laughs> <laughs>
Do you love makeup? I know I do. That's why I use Drench Cosmetics. For those who don't know, Drench Cosmetics is a makeup company. Their mission is to create an environment to uplift and acknowledge the underrepresented creatives by shining light on those hidden in the shadows of others. I like to stand out with a great bold eye and thankfully Drench Cosmetics has a beautiful selection of eyeshadows to pick from. I personally love and use the Genesis palette. They have a lot of different mattes and shimmers to pick from. I also use the Deep Space Liner. The Deep Space Liner is one of the blackest eyeliners that I've ever used and it's for a great price as well. If you want to express yourself in a shining look, make sure you head over to Drenched Cosmetics now and use promo code TERRACARD for 15% off. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D for 15% off your next purchase. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D for 15% off your next purchase. And you can achieve a great, stunning look with Drenched Cosmetics. Welcome back to Stay in the Line with Tara Card, featuring the blue-haired but yourself, Coronation. And we're here talking about the boy behind the door. She must have been, like, really, really strong, though, because at the beginning of the movie, Bobby gets slammed the fuck against that tree. Like, into a tree. Into a tree. And he is all of the concussed. Okay, so that's even creepier now. So you, you're supposed to go in thinking that the guy's the client than the real kidnappers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe I was a little too high when I watched this movie. I still... Oh, that's that's even fu- more fucked up to me. Yeah, there's also a point before she's revealed that Bobby cleaned up the body in the kitchen somehow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He he had two towels. Two towels in two minutes. Like, rinky-dink ones that you would find at, like, Salvation Army. Don't go to Salvation Army. Goodwill, uh, you know, that you just get for fuck-around rags that could hold fuck-all, like, nothing. Mm -hmm. A splash of water. Yeah, just the mildest drop, and it probably you'll probably end up folding it in fours and using it as an oven mitt because you can't yeah. buy one because you're, you're you can't be bothered. It's probably been because the person died around daytime and it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, the blood has probably coagulated. Like you are gonna get like a residue around the body because there's been a lot of blood yeah. of coagulated oxidized blood. Yeah, that's not gonna come time. off. No. But like as she's coming down the stairs, he's like. <laughs> Like a little kid, like getting paint everywhere, like cleaning up. And he somehow drags the body out back and like throws it down the stairs, which he could have done before she even got back. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie because, you know, like kudos to whoever like plotted this out in the stunt person. But, you know, it's a person because it did not roll down the stairs like a dead body. It rolled down the stairs like somebody who was doing a sideways barrel roll, like tuck and roll, who had been trying to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm. I'm kind of glad they stunted it out, but at the same time, I liked it because I liked it for the wrong reason. I liked it because it made me laugh, not because it made sense. Because that body should have just like a human bobsled just went down that thing and tumbled a little. <laughs> the the James Mansfield school of tumble. Yeah, yikes! Oh, the cop comes in. So, mm-hmm. well, the cop doesn't come in at first. What I wanted to say, because I'll let you go on after this. Bobby's like on the window, right? He's got mm-hmm. a knife that, a little knife that he used to cut the kidnapper's hand, the lady, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a, a, exactly from uh, The Shining. But he's banging on this window because the cop can't hear them. Mm-hmm. I was like, boy, you just broke a window earlier. Do you not know mm-hmm. how to break a window now? Why are we not getting outside of these windows to scream? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and it's, I mean, maybe it's a survivalist thing or we've seen too many movies, but like, take your shirt, wrap it around your hand and punch the bitch out. Like, baby, this is not complicated. Yeah, I am not, I am by no means a survivalist. I would, I would, I know I could not make it through most scary movies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I fully would have been, the moment I'm in a trunk, I'm like, girl, let, I'll just let the heat exhaustion kill me. Let it go. Yeah, let it. Be be like Elsa. Let it go. Okay, so they're, you know, sitting at the door, uh, cop and uh, the woman are talking, a cab, and it's just like an exchange back and forth, like, hey, do you have a husband? What's going on? Da-da-da-da. Have you heard any noise or disturb? Like, normal, shitty, scary movie cop quotes, like mm-hmm. all the stupid stuff. You can already tell 30 seconds in this conversation, this person is going to be of no assistance to anybody in this movie. Um, so she, he, uh, he asked for proof of identification, so she goes in to get it. And then she just doesn't come back out for like two minutes. 
Um, I would have, I mean, I, first of all, I wouldn't be a cop, but in that situation, as somebody who has seen enough scary movies and has common fuck sense, you phone something in, like you don't go into a house like that without backup. Mm -hmm. So he goes into the house and Bobby is at the top of the stairs. Uh, one of the sets of stairs. Once again, it's like a really confusing layout in the house. Yeah. Um, and then he screams and oh my God, help me. Da, 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 while the cop runs up to help him and hiding behind a wall who Bobby should have seen. Like Bobby should have been like, she's right there. Yes. He just takes an ax straight to the chest. Like what the fuck? That was one of the big ones where I was like, there's, n- you, there's no way that you can paint this situation to me where Bobby should not have, because she doesn't, you don't see her like running or dashing. Like she's not putting force into it. It's just a casual womp. So yes. she's been standing there. Right there. You see where that, in, in that picture, you see the store yeah. frame. She's standing yeah. right there. Yeah. Bobby could have seen her ass and mm-hmm. was like, hey, the killer is right there, bitch. Do not run in here. She's got an axe. But like, I, first of all, I'm a, I'm always a fan of a dumb cop being killed in a scary movie. Like, it's very misery to me. Well, I, actually, the cop in that movie was kind of like a sweet old man. Mm. But it's just one of those tropes that like, like you can't rely on law enforcement. Mm. Um, yeah, because he dies like the the similar person who's supposed to help the kid out in The Shining because he comes mm-hmm. in and Jack Torrance takes uh, an axe to him. That's true. So I was like, damn, another Shining reference? Okay. Well. Yeah, but like, I'm sorry that the gentleman in The Shining that died uh, is not a cop. So go, so they can go fuck themselves with that yeah. one. <laughs> that was the white director's choice. I'm putting money on it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy dies. Bobby mm. runs around screaming. I'm like, Bobby, what are you doing in this time, dude? She goes back to the bathroom, which, like, why would you think he would go back there? I was thinking that same thing. It was really stupid for both of them to go back there. Like, I didn't get either character's motivation to go back to the exact place where they were just at. Mm -hmm. It seemed very much like we rented out this house and we can't use all the rooms because there's some personal items in the other rooms. So we got to use what we got to get where we're going. It was very much Is that something that. that scary movies do? I if if they use an in like an actual home, some people will just not have all their rooms available to be filmed, or some rooms just can't. They don't have the right setting to be filmed in. Like the room isn't big enough. Scream, the first one is like one of the few movies where they in that final. I don't know if you've seen Scream. You you've probably seen Scream. Really? Yes, I have seen Scream. Uh, you, have Wes you Craven. seen Scream? <laughs> Wes Craven is one of my favorite directors of all time. Yes, I have seen Scream. Wes, I thought you said Weast. They used an actual like the layout of that final house mm-hmm. is they used that whole house. I think there was only like three rooms they didn't use, but everything in the layout ties up with what they show in the movie, like. When we're looking at this movie and we're looking at the layout, it's not matching up because mm-hmm. it's confusing how they're shooting things with when I, screens. Like, I don't know if it really is like the house itself or how it was, but or if it's just how it's shot. Because yeah. you, I, you, I did find myself getting like lost spatially a couple of times, but it was also just so compelling because it kind of shows you how jarred. Like you're in this kid's situation. There's a couple of times when the the lens changes like after um after he has faced a lot of things which we'll get into mm-hmm. you actually see like the lens start the shot get really like, really wobbly and there's like a green filter over it and you're like oh no like he's not gonna like yeah so that yeah he's like low-key going into shock right now yeah so it, it was confusing but it was purposeful before he goes into shock this is when they have like a little like duke out in i think the basement i right. in some dwelling situation Some lower area yeah Some lower area room he handcuffs her to the world's flimsiest pipe like, yeah it is made out of like aluminum fucking foil yeah <laughs> fucking broken twigs and fucking sticks like it yeah. looks so flimsy yes and what does he do like after knocking her down because he like beats like he hits he this is when she's saying some really fucked up shit to him it's it's i mean when she when you get to like where her character is actively like speaking like when after the reveal and like she starts talking more i it it is just it's fucked like the the things that come out of her mouth like it was just it was a combination of like an alt-right youtube video and an episode of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, it's just completely messed up. But after that, he gets the upper hand on here, handcuffs her. So I'm like, okay, she's got a gun. Mm-hmm. You have two hands. Take mm-hmm. the gun. Mm-hmm. No, he runs away and he's like, Kevin, I'm coming, Kevin. And then this is when she like turns and shoots at him. Mm-hmm. Terrible shot, but she shoots him in the back of the leg at one point. Because he goes back there a few times. Okay, this isn't when 
she puts her finger in him. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. We'll get back was, to that. But yeah, like that was like I said before in the beginning, that was a scene that was hard to watch. Just watching, you know, a, a black kid fighting for his life, running mm-hmm. and being shot as he's running away. Um, and I'm sure that there was some purpose and like impact that was meant by that. And it was powerful. It certainly served its purpose to me. Like mm-hmm. that, it was a very harrowing moment. I want it because it was very, it reminds me of Titanic where uh, they say Jack and Rose back a bunch. So not only do I want to count the amount of times that Bobby screams Kevin, but I want to do a cut of the movie where every time he says Kevin, it's Catherine O'Hara's character from Home Alone saying, Kevin! Kevin! (laughs) So Bobby makes it to the attic where Kevin Mm -hmm. is. And Mm -hmm. Kevin is just laying on this mattress with a cover over over his head. head. So I'm like, this kid, this child is dead. Dead. But no, he was just doing that for shits and giggles for the audience. And he's alive. They're thankful. He's got this fucking collar around his neck. I think that she put soft. on. But I thought it was shotgun. Yeah, I, I very thought, thought it was it was very shotgun collar saw three. It really, it and I, because the thing that's even weirder about that. I mean, maybe they just wanted to like jack it up. But shock collars exist. I guess maybe like they could have put more on him and like reinforced it, and that would have made it hurt more or whatever they would have done. But it was just like a really. There's nothing in the movie that lends you to believe that those characters are capable of creating that device because it does look homemade. Yeah. And also they keep them chained up and locked in the room. So like what you're, is it just like an extra layer of security? But because if they're locked up and they're chained up, uh, they're not getting out. So what the fuck is this extra measure? Lady, how many times has this happened? Hopefully not a lot. They find out he has this shock collar on, which I was like, couldn't you break the sensors? Like, could you mm. not break the? I was sensors? thinking that too. I was like, maybe, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't see the sensors, and maybe it like just they were just so panicked and like didn't know what was happening that they didn't think to look for him. Okay. Like, there's I, a couple of liberties here and there that I'll give them because they're they are 15 and they're in the panic of a very stressful situation. Yeah. So, uh, but some of the decisions that are made are just so silly. Kevin's like, I can't do this, Bobby, and Bobby goes, "The worst thing that's already happened has happened to us." I was mm-hmm. like, drink every time you hear that in a fucking movie also miss ma'am is still downstairs like (laughs) trying to get out i was like she's not even like incapacitated no she's still she just well the thing is like it's really weird because when he handcuffs her there's a moment where like i want to say it's like a three second period where she's just staring at him directly and they they are like this close to each other Mm -hmm. and like she makes no effort to like reach at him Mm -hmm. to swing at him and vice versa he could kill her he could just kill her right there there's the literally right a, there. weapons, a weapons wall. Oh, I can't wait till we get back to... Oh, oh fuck. That was... We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Anyways, yeah. continue. Cliche, censors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. Like, there was a moment where she was just, like, staring at him. Yeah. And I was like, did I pause the movie? Like, why right. is this... I did, I, I did, I checked, I did, I checked. I checked to see if the movie had paused. I was like, did I rewind on accident? Because that sometimes happens on Shudder. Oh, I love your app, it's not broken. If they just had critical thinking skills... Not saying if they were smart. They don't have to be, you know, fucking prodigy children. If they right. were smart, this movie would have been 50 minutes long. But if yeah. you wanted to expand it to 90 minutes, build more story. Add yeah. maybe another character or two that you care about. And if they pass away or die, you're sad about it. You know what I mean? Well, they try to, though. Like, there's a few times where both characters are presumed to be dead or about to be killed. And, like, they build that suspense. There's just, like, a point where they've literally just escaped death and then they're in death's face right again. Like, uh uh-oh, the axe missed. missed. Mm -hmm. And now, like, two minutes later, I've got this stake to you. And then there's that really dramatic pause. Well, 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 I'm getting too far ahead. How dare you, Cora? Before we get there, this is when he goes back to the basement, I think, to get the key to his collar and she doesn't care. But she takes her finger and puts it into his leg bullet wound. And she keeps doing it. Yeah. But he sees these, like, like, uh, Small shears. shears. Yeah, yeah. And he decides, I'm just going to clip this bitch's thumb. And -hmm. it's still going to be in me. But I'm just going to clip it out. So I, I, like, I saw it was one of my favorite series. So, like, I'm not. I like gore and stuff. Nerd! No. But, right. Boo. Uh, I, but I know that it's been, like, oversaturated in the market. And, like, there's just entire, like, gaggles of movies that just cash in on gore. But I think that this is one of those things, like the first time I saw a nail removed in a movie in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it just had such an effect on me. 
because it was done purposefully and you'd never seen that before. Mm -hmm. I don't think in my life I would have ever conceived a woman's thumb being cut off by pruning shears because it was in somebody's bullet wound. Yeah. Like let alone a child. That was right. And then, you know, everything else in the movie. Yeah. And then, then the entire plot of the movie. But that scene specifically, like if I walked into a room and that was the first thing that I saw, I would literally just I am on fucking board. Let's yeah. go. I don't know if there's been a uh, research on this, like a paper. Because mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I learned a, a couple things from the Dead Meat podcast. Shout out to them. But there's something about hands. Mm-hmm. Like, we can see a lot of gore, but when it comes to hands, you know, we have to turn away. That's why, I don't know if you've seen Gerald's game. Uh, she's, oh, like, my... handcuffed to the bed and her husband dies from a heart attack. Oh, my God. That was, oh, my God. Oh, that my God. scene where she's getting her hand... Spoiler alert. Watch Gerald's game if you have not. There's also, you know, sexual abuse in that movie. So that movie is so good, though. That movie is it, so I've watched it, like, three times. I love that movie. I, I think I'm going to do that. Th- and then I want to watch Frozen again, the one we're in the ski lift. Oh, I was like, like Disney? No, <laughs> Another Let It Go reference? She removes her hand out of the handcuffs, oh. and it is hard to watch. And it's things like that. It's hands. Hands for me and for a mm-hmm. lot of people. I think in terms of gore, it's because we use them for everything. Mm-hmm. We're so used to seeing them. And I feel like, yeah, when you see someone's thumb get cut off because mm-hmm. it's in someone's body, that's a lot. I kind of expected it because after the fingernail and then the knife, you know, a couple of things with the knife and like the million dollar baby, mm-hmm. okay, I was like, we're going to get like a gore shock every so often. Yeah. And they, and we did. And it always seemed, I mean, sometimes it was because of a stupid choice, but it always seemed like purposeful. It wasn't just happening to happen. It was, it wasn't fall or hostile. And he goes outside and kind of mm-hmm. passes out. And then Kevin's like, fuck it, bitch. I'm just going to go out there. Doesn't care. He's getting shocked going down the stairs. So I was like, damn, y'all couldn't figure out something upstairs. Uh, but he gets the shears and he cuts himself free, which, again, I was like, could we not have done that together? I don't know. They're outside of the house because that's where he passed out. And he's like, we're friends until the end, no matter what. And I was I was like, yep, they said it at the end. They said it, like, I think two other times in this movie, too. I was convinced that, like, that was, that's when they, like, that's when one of them died. Like, I, I was like, this movie, well, because I mean, we're, you're doing a movie about child sex trafficking. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you went there with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where one of them's got to die and it's not the one. You, it, like, very sucker punch. You know what I mean? Like, you I think it's about the one that. person and then, like, the other character survives. Because I thought Bobby wasn't going to make it. And I was like, I will fucking... R- oh, well, sorry about that. Spoiler, he makes it. Um, I will fucking revolt if Bo- they kill Bobby. <laughs> I thought they were going to kill Kevin. I genuinely yeah. thought Kevin was going to be the one who was going to die. I After they didn't do it in the beginning... And the condition that he was at when things got to their worst, I was like, I just didn't think that there was a, like, they're like, he's going to make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, if they went into that attic and found his body and he was dead, that would have made this movie even like 10 times more fucked up. Yeah. So I guess for my own mental sake, glad I didn't like witness that. Yeah. For like really a dreadful thing, it would have been like, oh shit, they really went there. Mm-hmm. Well, and but they lead you to like not to double back, but they lead you to believe that she did kill him because he's like they're not gonna like your friend. He's too weak or something. Like she basically suggests that she killed him, mm-hmm. but then like a few minutes later is like I'll trade you you for him. Yeah, and so that but then you're also spent thinking was she lying or is this a bluff? And mm-hmm. it, it just it was like really weird confusion for no reason when you find out that he's actually alive. Yeah. Also, a dumb thing I just remember now they like go to the cops car. Mm-hmm. And they're in there, and they're like, they radio for help. Mm-hmm. Which, at first, the cops are fucking useless. They're like, mm, don't call this unless you need help. I was like, don't y'all, like, know? Like, I don't know. Where the I, well, And I don't know anything. I'm not a dispatcher by any means, but I thought that, like, when you phoned in, from, I, I thought they knew that it was coming from a cop. Yeah, car. that's what I mean, yeah. Um, I guess fucking not, but... Um, and they but, didn't even care until, like, they were like, we're in danger and helped. They didn't care until they said she killed the cop that was here. They're like... That was... You heard, like, and you can tell their children. They don't sound like adults by any means. Mm-hmm. These children are telling you they're in grave danger. And then they're like, but she killed the cop. Like, oh, so now. Yeah, they're like, okay, we'll be there in like 30. So they decide to just sit in the car and talk. Mm-hmm. The woman comes mm-hmm. and the car is locked and she walks away. Good walk to the house. And they yeah. sit in the fucking car. I was like, mm-hmm. this is the time to get out of the car and fucking run. No. She no. comes all the way back, comes to the car. Shows the keys and unlocks the car. I was like, are these kids just like... Maybe they, they were just care. in shock or something. I thought it was going to be like a gun. I like... Well, I also don't know. Are like... Are 
the windows on cop cars impact proof like that because mm-hmm. that so. okay i never i never had a reason to know i wasn't about to kick in the windows in the cop car that i was in i only know the front sheet like the windshield is mm-hmm. because i saw a scream too and when they yeah. were driving mm-hmm. someone's head got a little stuck in a well, situation well messiana yeah but yeah they, they get out of the car it's chasing they're in the forest she's about to kill them well no no no. so to double back that she drags bobby out of the car like fucking wwe whips him across yeah um and it's so the car door shuts and i know this about police cars to begin with if you're in the back seat and the car door is shut you can't get out yeah it's how they're built they're built that way for a reason but um through movie magic uh, Kevin gets out of the car and just tases this bitch to shit. Like, it was, I don't think, well, I've seen people get tased before, but, like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie so effectively just been like, yeah, fuck yeah, we got this tase and we're gonna shock the shit out your ass. Like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was cool. It was neat. It was I've crazy. seen, like, little, like, and, you know, yeah. they're down, but sh- he, he, when? Kevin, my dude, he fucking holds that shit. Baby, Even when she's on, he tases her tit, she yeah. goes to the ground, and he's yeah. still going at it. I mean, rightfully so. Usually they have, like, a, a gate. The metal gate, yeah. Uh, between the, you know, the front and the back of the car. They just didn't have that. So I was like, maybe he got out through the front and did that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That could happen, too. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they lead up to the, the, the forest. Yep, so they're going to the forest. Oh, no. Like, hiding, hiding, hiding. She finds them. She goes at Bobby with the axe. And you're like, oh, no. He's going to then, you know, spin away. Can't get the axe out. Can't get the axe out. She breaks the wooden part off and then she goes to stab Bobby like and they look at each other and there's this like San Junipero like <sighs> homo or well it's not homoerotic because they're kids but you know what I mean like there's just this intense emotional buildup in the matter of a short period mm-hmm. of time and as she goes down with the wooden stake pop 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 finally the police in this movie show some goddamn use and mm-hmm. she gets she gets shot she gets got <laughs> yeah this is a quintessential like this how this would be taking place now the kids, like, no ambulance comes to them. There's no stretchers for them. It Bitch, was so weird. The cop just, like, picks their fucking asses up and is dragging their ass to the cop car. And they're like, he an ambulance will come. He support them. Like, one of them got shot in the calf. And you could carry them if you wanted to. He's just standing behind them, holding them on the shoulder, like, boy, Like, something happened. Mm-hmm. There's, from what I've been told, especially in situations like that, most of the time, the ambulance and the fire truck, fire truck first, fire truck only shows up before anybody. And then sometimes it's the police and then the ambulance. But mm. there should have been someone there with a medical background mm. on the site. Like, it was, a, but a little small town, you know, budget cuts. Well, I was saying, this Who is very uh, post, you know, COVID. Bitch, yeah. if you go to the hospital now, good luck. You're going to have to wait 12 hours to see anybody. I just thought that was so funny that they ended that movie off by dragging their, literally dragging their asses it was, to a cop car it, and being like, they'll we'll come. It was... The ending was like, I mean, I loved them. They both, they both survived. So I was very happy. And mm-hmm. like, that was the ending I obviously wanted, but it was, there was, I just felt like the boys are like, all right, we're going to take you home to your parents now. I mean, they, they say we're going to take them to the hospital, but there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency about children who have been abused. One of which has a gunshot wound, like slices all over their body. One's missing an entire fingernail. There's too much that's yeah. wrong with these kids for these cops not to be like more presently aware in the situation. They look like yeah. they're they're scouting out like uh, a, a crime scene after the fact, <laughs> and like somebody's bringing the Dunkin' Donuts. Like that was a level of urgency. Yeah, very much get. that. But I, I would say it was an all right movie. Uh, I usually don't give scores, but like, was it a bad movie? No. Was no. it a gr- a good movie? It was all right. I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily necessarily say it was good. A good movie, I would rewatch it. A great movie, I would rewatch it more than once. Or more than twice. Malignant, than that was a good movie. I watched it twice. I'd probably watch it again. I had a good time watching that. I'd movie. watch Malignant again. Yeah, it was a ride. This yeah. one, I'm fine with seeing it once. Yeah. Fine with seeing it once. How'd you feel about the whole um, overall product? I don't think that this is a movie that I would watch by myself. Like, if I were sitting at home, and even if I needed a background noise, this isn't one that I would jump to. It is one that, with trigger warnings obviously um i would watch with people who haven't seen it before mm-hmm. just because sometimes it is interesting not to see how somebody responds to something traumatic like that but for me yes like the the child sex trafficking was like a huge part of it and like there was a lot of things that were very scary and very real but the the racial subtext about 
how much the black character went through and like the things mm-hmm. that were said to him in this already dire situation hit me differently. And I kind of want to see the reaction of somebody who maybe doesn't have that same connection with it. Mm-hmm. I was honestly worried. I was like, oh God, uh, <laughs> the, the, the cop is dead. There's another dead man out back. This woman's probably going to die. And I don't know. This was like probably like three fourths through the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's this other killer. And if this killer dies and what, what if Kevin is dead too? And there's just this black kid alive. I was like, please do not, at the end of this movie, have it be like, he's arrested or some shit like that. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that would honestly upset me so much that I would, like, give this movie, like, a negative 15 out of, you know. They had a black director, so I don't think that would have happened. But, like, if they would have done something like that, I don't think they would have arrested him. I think it would have been, like, a Night of the Mm -hmm. Living Dead moment. Where at the end, the black character makes it, and then he's shot down. Mm-hmm. But that that was not the intention. Like that 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 movie had no racial. It wasn't planned to have any racial um, motivation, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Or uh, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Like under under. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to the the, under the race of the character anything. wasn't supposed to be a central plot point or any yeah. type of subtext. Which it is interesting to look back on because you could definitely pull that from their that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in Get Out, the original ending of Get Out, he it was supposed to be a real cop car, like, arresting him mm-hmm. after all that. So, I'm glad they took that out. I'm glad they did not do that in this movie, because I would I don't know why. I, was, I don't know why Jordan Peele thought that original ending was a good idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie about that. Would have been too fucking bleak. That would have been too fucking Well, I mean, bleak. but it would, maybe it was, that would have been the point. Like, this, this is how real it is, that even in this situation, when you were put through everything the onus is still on you to prove that you're not guilty. Nah, fuck that shit. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. The original, the ending we got, I love. Yeah. I, that's, that's, another, that's one of the movies I could go back and watch by myself. Yeah. In terms of like recent scary movies, um, Climax is one that I could probably watch every day for the rest of my life. That's about cum. Uh, you know, I had heard. Now, have you, have you seen it? No. But so isn't it a, about people coming? No. Oh. <laughs> it's a Wait. French horror movie. Um, about this uh, performing arts, like, celebration. So it's a bunch of performing arts students, and they're, like, at a, a celebration in an auditorium somewhere, um, and somebody spikes the punch with acid mm-hmm. that everybody is drinking. And so it's just this collective nightmare acid trip for an entire group of people who are professionally trained to dance. So the way that it's shot and the way that the people within the movie move, like, it is just... If you if anybody listening to this, if you have not seen Climax, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Let's uh, see. Watch now on Hulu. I have it pulled Hulu. up right here. Yes, it's so fun. Like it is. It's top top ten movies, top five scary movies, four movies, and top ten movies. Period for me. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah, it came out filmed in 2018 because it says release date 2019, but it says 2018 mm-hmm. too. I have to check it out because when I watched the trailer, I was like, "Are these people like fucking or like what's the tea?" It's it's a really cool movie, and the one of the things I like about it that's really hard to do, and especially in a horror movie, is to have there are different. There's like six or seven different story arcs you're following the entire movie, and they seamlessly transition from one to another. Like one person will be walking out of a room, and the camera will follow them, and then it'll start the the one of the other you know arcs that are going on in the story. Like it's just so cool and so mm-hmm. fluid. Eh. Also, if you are a stoner please watch it high because that makes it even better. <laughs> How about meth? Does that count? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm, it depends I got on my needles. No, this is a pen. That's a pen. This is a pen. Coronation, where can we find you? Uh, social media. You can find me on Instagram at the coronation. Um, and then Twitter, it is at it me coronation. Facebook, I really don't use that much, so don't worry about it. You can catch me every Saturday at Roscoe's. Period. Uh, as the host of XYZ from 12 to 4, three sets. Uh, lots of amazing talent. We've got a fucking sickening cast. I'm very excited this week. Um, in conjunction <laughs> with, I know, right? Uh, in conjunction with Caramel DeVille and Male Spice, two very good oh. friends of mine. Um, we are also going to have Carrie Trade, who was a former Miss Roscoe's. And then from RuPaul's Drag Race, we're going to have Dieter Ritz and the Vixen. Period. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be an all-black showcase. Um, it's going to be so amazing. Like, I am so excited about it. Uh, and I'm also just so thankful that Roscoe's gives me the liberty just to book these performers and just kind of gives me free reign with it. Yeah, like, that's cool. Me and Caramel, we go way back, so. I know, and that's why I was like, oh my god, Caramel, you know Caramel. <laughs> yeah. And you can find me, Tara Card, on most platforms under T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D. You can find this podcast on Instagram, Stay on the Line Podcast, Facebook at Stay on the Line. 
on Instagram, Standaline TC, and on Patreon, you can join the you can join the coronation and being mm-hmm. a patron. Thank you Proud for being Patreon a patron. Subscriber. Um, at a pee pee poo poo tier right here, baby. We got a pee pee poo poo head right here. Yes, <laughs> I've heard that since elementary school. I'm glad I live up to the name. Uh, yeah, you can go to the Patreon where um, I will release sometimes some sewing tips, um, bonus videos, video additions to the podcast, and things like that. Mm-hmm. My friend dot com. I don't know if you know dot com. I'm recently met them the last time they were here, and I was so incredibly pissed that I didn't know they were here because I would have booked them like that. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. They're a great performer too. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. she's like learned. She's like, how do you make a balloon sleeve? I was like, you're already a patron. Here's how you do it, and she learned how to make a fucking balloon sleeve from the video. That's so I did. Cool. So. Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to start learning how to sew mostly because. I'm trying to stay home more. And if I have something to do to keep me busy, it's easier to do that. And I was like, either I'm going to, I couldn't do wigs. I tried wigs. It just didn't work for me. So I was like, either we're going to go with sewing or stoning. And I was like, I'm not going to get so high on E6000 because I don't air my room out. So sewing. Yeah. Crack a window open if you do that. Um, Yeah. I've definitely had been like, when I was E6000, E6000ing feathers to a dress, I mm-hmm. had to like sit down for a bit because it was just a bunch of fumes. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, be, uh, if you're ever stoning or feathering anything, please take breaks. If you can, have a gas mask because it does help. Mm-hmm. That was this podcast. Um, we have new episodes every Thursday. I forget to fucking say that in my videos. Um, and if you like this podcast, um, you can rate and review it on your podcasting listening platform. iTunes is one of those girls that you can leave a comment on, so definitely do that. So until next time, I'm Tara Card. And I'm Coronation. And make sure you stay on the line. Bye. Bye.